0: Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, bless your servant's words and bless our hearing too, that after all is said and heard, we may believe and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Our chosen text is recorded in Second Timothy chapter four, beginning with verse one. We read from the New King James Version as follows. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So far the reading of our text. In the name of our precious Savior, Jesus Christ, the spirit-breathed and spirit-sealed words of our text for today, written by St. Paul, underscore the truth that all men who are pastors or who are studying for the office of the Holy Ministry are to be faithful in the noble task that the Lord of the Church has given to them. Dr. Martin Luther counsels us Quotation marks open, go and do your duty, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Quotation marks closed. In other words, do your full duty in preaching the word and administering the holy sacraments and then leave the results to God. It is only through the means of grace that the Holy Spirit opens sinners' eyes so that they see their sins, repent of them, and are made wise unto salvation, which is by faith in Christ Jesus. With these thoughts in mind, we now direct our attention to the words of our chosen text and pray for the blessing of God the Holy Spirit upon us as together we consider the request. Lord, give us faithful pastors. In the first place we pray that the Lord would give us faithful pastors who will always preach nothing but the whole counsel of God. Paul says to Timothy and to us, Preach the word. Preaching God's word requires godly seriousness and boldness so that we never become careless or cavalier while serving as God's voice or PA announcers in proclaiming his word to sinners. Bob Shepard was the voice of the New York Yankees for 55 years. He took his professional PA position seriously. As a speech teacher, he taught his students that PA announcers should always be, quotation marks open, clear, concise, and correct in their profession, not colorful, cute, or comic. That's good advice for all pastors and future pastors. As the PA announcers of God's Word, we always need to be clear, correct, and concise in our handling of the sacred scriptures. Being colorful, cute, or comical is not a requirement. Dr. Martin Luther adds, quotation marks open, Nothing is more unbecoming to a teacher of the Word than flippancy. He must be serious and should not act like a clown, quotation marks close. Paul says that we are to be ready to preach the Word in all seriousness, whether the time happens to be favorable or unfavorable. Favorable times would be in Sunday divine worship, Bible class, Sunday school, and the like. Unfavorable times may be when you have to rebuke someone for a particular sin, even if personal life or pastoral position is threatened, or When you are, (coughs) or when the government asks you to give a defense of your faith like Paul did. John the baptizer rebuked King Herod for a sin of adultery with Herodias and he paid for it with his life. Paul gave a defense of his Christian faith before Governor Felix and King Agrippa. He preached God's word in the face of persecution, hunger, sickness, prison, and yes, even death itself. And you know what? In the near future, our government may summon some of us to defend ourselves against hate speech or racism because we preach from the pulpit or taught in Bible class that God labels homosexuality a sin. We pastors are always to be people sensitive when we speak God's word, recognizing the human need that exists. However, we must never be so people controlled that we become pushover pastors. We should never permit the fear of people to silence our lips when we need to speak God's word to them in Christian love. The Lord stood at the side of Paul and he gave him strength so that the message of God's word was fully proclaimed. And God will do the same for you and for me in this 21st century. Paul says that we are to speak the full message of God's word patiently, to convince, rebuke, and exhort. To convince means that we are to preach God's law, to convict people of the ugliness and damning guilt of their sins, even though some of them may have become so used to the smell of sin that they are no longer offended by it. Sin is always serious because sin is the transgression of the law. It is crossing over the boundaries that has been that have been established by God's holy law. When my wife and I drove up to Iowa to visit her parents this past Labor Day weekend, we noticed something new that we had never seen before when we drove on a portion of Highway 6 between Iowa City and West Liberty, and we had driven that route many times. We now saw rumble strips, not just on the shoulders of the road, but also on the center line of the road. And so when you cross over into the opposite lane or onto the shoulder, the noise of the rumble strip lets you know that you are not where you should be. You are in life-threatening territory. And similarly, whenever we cross over the holy boundaries of God's law, we are in life-threatening territory called sin that leads to physical, spiritual, and even eternal death and hell itself, if not repented of and pardoned by faith in Christ Jesus. When Paul charges pastors to rebuke people for their sin, he is saying that we must use God's word to rebuke all sin, both in the doctrine and also in the life of people. You see, sin is more than just a generic term. Sin has specific names attached to it. And so God wants all false teaching rebuked. He has given to you and to me his inspired word, which St. Paul says is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And likewise, God wants all sinful living rebuke. We are to rebuke those who worship false gods who misuse his holy name, and who do not gladly hear and learn his word. We are to rebuke those who show disrespect for God-given authority. We are to rebuke those who take the life of others by abortion, euthanasia, or murder. Yes, even those who express their hatred for others. We are to rebuke all sexual impurity, such as premarital and extramarital sex, homosexuality, same-sex marriages, and pornography. We are to rebuke stealing, slander, gossip, covetousness, and all sin. Yes, sins of commission, sins of omission. As we faithfully rebuke sinners with God's holy law, the Holy Spirit will lead some to see their sins, to repent, and then to thirst for that forgiveness they find only in the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Finally, we pray that God will give us faithful pastors who will never replace the orthodox doctrine of God's word with the heretical doctrine of sinful men. Paul warns us in our text that the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine. There will be people like this until Jesus returns to judge the living and the dead as we are told in our text. Sound doctrine simply stated is healthy doctrine or orthodox doctrine. The Holy Spirit uses the orthodox doctrine of the law to beat us sinners down, to pummel our pride, and to shatter our stony hearts. But above all, he uses the orthodox doctrine of the gospel to heal that sin-broken heart and to quiet that sin-terrified conscience with his word of pardon and peace by faith in Jesus Christ, who cleansed us from all our sins in his own holy, precious blood. The gospel proclaims to us the good news that God, for the sake of Christ's suffering and death on the cross as our substitute, has washed us clean from the guilt and dirt of all our sins. For all who repent and believe in Jesus Christ, this includes forgiveness for any sin of false teaching. It includes forgiveness for the sins of placing other things before the worship of the true God, the sins of misusing God's holy name, the sins of failing to gladly hear and learn the word of God, the sins of failing to show proper respect for God-given authority, the sins of taking human life by deed or hateful thoughts, the sins of sexual impurity, and the sins of stealing, slander, gossip, covetousness, and the like. Yes, all sins of commission and omission. The good news of the gospel assures us that God does not treat you and me the way we deserve to be treated. If he did that, we would experience his eternal wrath in hell. But instead, for the sake of Christ, he treats us with mercy. To all who are led by the Holy Spirit to repent and believe in Jesus, he gives full and free forgiveness for all sins, the power to live godly lives, and the unbreakable promise of eternal life in heaven. Yes, there will always be those who reject our orthodox doctrine because they have itching ears, They heap up for themselves teachers who will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. We still encounter people like this in our century. Therefore, faithful pastors must arm themselves daily with the whole counsel of God so that they are able to withstand all those who object to sound doctrine as we continue to preach the full message of God's word for the salvation of sinners. And so we pray with the writer of sacred music. O may thy pastors faithful be, not laboring for themselves, but thee, give grace to feed with wholesome food the sheep and lambs bought by thy blood, to tend the flock and thus to prove how dearly they the shepherd love. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.